<clears throat> guess we can get started now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, join just fine. All right. Well, good good evening, uh, everybody. It's uh, podcast number two with uh, Rikas and Eddie Kane, and uh, today we're gonna jump right into uh, topics about w- women in sports. Um, <clears throat> we found a lot of a, a couple interesting topics to, to discuss in regards to women in sports. Uh, one of them is uh, going on right now with the NCAA tournament and the disparity in the facilities between the, the men and the women and how different they were. Um, and <clears throat> it's, it's a, a very interesting topic because uh, when you look at one of the the pictures that they, the, the weight room that the women, um, it definitely wasn't up to par with what the the men were doing, what the men had, and it, it seems like this is uh not not really only not the fir- not only not the first time, but it's also uh, something that the NCAA actually acknowledged. Uh, they have a statement where they say, we acknowledge that some of the amenities teams would typically have access to have not been available inside a controlled environment. In part, this is due to the limited space, and the original plan was to expand the workout area once additional space was available later in the tournament. However, we want to be responsive to the needs of our participating teams, and we are actively working to enhance existing resources at practice courts, including additional weight room weight training equipment. And this was uh, by Lynn Holzman, uh, the NCAA Vice President of Women's Basketball. Um, so it's, it's interesting when you when you look at this topic. I mean, you had all kind of athletes responding to this. You had, you know, Steph Curry, other athletes responding to this. When you look at this and even look at, you know, some of the pictures of the food and all that stuff, it, it's quite frightening that the NCAA – uh, an organization which makes millions of dollars, maybe even a billion dollars every year uh, from amateur sports. And they facilitate amateur sports for college. But it, it's quite interesting that they could actually not even see this as a problem at first because if, you, if, if somebody just had went in, whenever you host an event, you always have event coordinators. And whenever you're hosting an event, you know, you see – uh, you know what what the what the area is like, and somebody approved this, and then then it went on. So her her statement was you know great that she acknowledged it, but the fact that it wasn't a problem, it was a problem in the first place is interesting. So just diving right in, Eddie Kane, what 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 do you think about it? Well, the, the, what's more, just what's disturbing about this more than anything is that. People can understand and dismiss mistakes and be like, okay, a mistake happens. They happen all the time. People acknowledge them. And then you can move forward by fixing the mistake. But what, what continues to happen is that if something happens habitually, then what happens, people start to view them as being not mistakes, but oversights or something that happens potentially or with malicious intent. And I, and I, I would think that the NCAA doesn't, in particular, doesn't want to appear to be treat female athletes unequal. 
I'm pretty sure they would say that, but their actions have shown that that's how they view it and that's how it's being portrayed. And all we can do is just based off of the history of what we see. And so by saying that, the, 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 the main problem is why does this continue to happen, A, and then B, attitude reflects leadership. So I say that in regards to Mark Emmert, um, Emmert, head of NCAA. And so he didn't reply to the, the initial issue until after one of his assistants um, talked about it. And the reason that's important is because if it, I, I feel like leadership should address any issues and take full um, responsibility and accountability and address the issue because that shows that you're, you're, you're interested in resolving the problem. So the mere fact and the optics show that the fact that you didn't initially jump on it shows that, at least it shows the appearance that it wasn't as important because you're constantly front and center about NCAA, men's sports, um, payment of athletes. We, we hear your voice then, but sometimes when it comes to the, to the equality of female athletes, we don't really hear you. And that's kind of when we need to hear you. And the mere fact that this happens consistently appears to be a problem. So, I mean, everyone obviously will tell you that men and women should obviously, especially in NCAA, should obviously be have the same facilities. And the mere fact that somebody signed off on it and then it still went through and thought that that was even okay, that's a problem. Why did you think that, A, just the weight room as a whole that, that we saw the pictures of was even adequate? Now, did you... I didn't even have to see the young men's facilities just to even look at theirs and say, this is inadequate. This isn't enough. So the, the mere fact that you thought that, that was that was adequate. And then it, did you then obviously that question, my question would be for the NCAA would be like, did, did you compare to see what the, the men had to see that that was equal or fair? I mean, obviously they may say no, but it's just like, what, why, why, why did someone not check that out? And why did they think that that was adequate? So to me, it's just really simple. Yeah. So w one of the things, you know, to to sort of piggyback on what you said, you know, one of the things that I find interesting is I, I assume that each sport has its own separate budget. Right. That's my assumption. But I also know that NCAA just makes money hand over fist. There's TV. There's, you know, all type of other deals that, that factor into, you know, the production of a tournament. Uh, and, you know, some people will make the revenue argument. Um, I think a revenue argument is more relevant in, you know, professional sports. Cause we're talking about college sports, right? And the NCAA uh, could could do a better job. But what I what I'll say to you is, overall, the NCAA doesn't do the best job of taking care of athletes. Uh, so that's number one. And then number two, um, it seems to me that they. I feel like they've been doing a poor job with the women's game anyway. I mean, if you watch some of the women's tournament, the women, the women's games were excellent. You know, they were excellent games. But when I watch TV and I see – I know the men's tournament is going on. Even if even if I didn't watch basketball, I would know. If if if, if it, it's hard to see, it's, the women's not as advertised. And so I, I feel like they're always a second thought. And you know that's that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing from, from the NCAA standpoint. But there's there's no way that the facility shouldn't be, you know, 
uh, different now. You know, they, some people can argue, well, it's just a weight room, you know. But the truth of it is, it, it doesn't matter. It, you know, it comes going down to the food they eat, to the gear they give them, to all of the things that they get from being a part of the tournament. It should be it should be equal. Now, maybe if they talk about if you if you make the revenue argument, uh, maybe that factors in, but because we, we don't know. But what I'll say about that is, it's the NCAA. They're putting on a tournament, the Final Four, and it, it, they're putting on a tournament every year. They can figure out a way to make sure it's not that difficult of a, of a task, uh, considering all the money that's generated from from the TV ratings and all the other stuff. It, it's simply what you said. It, it starts with the leadership. Uh, I believe that the NCAA has exhibited poor leadership, you know, since I can't remember. If you look at uh, all these athletes that play football and, you know, not get into all that, but all these athletes where these people are making billions of dollars off all these athletes and there's still no money coming. So, you know, there's a lot of arguments to be made on both sides, but if you just look at the leadership, they haven't even – they haven't even uh, really addressed it in a way where there's any movement on it. So I think that's important to know. Um, so how can they fix it? Well, well, well here, here's the problem. Um, I should say the problem because there are multiple problems, but a problem is that it's, it's not like this, this just started for the, the NCAA tournament this year. Um, there has been well-documented things about women's um, athletics that has been going on for years that has been on par to men. So to me, it's, it's a mindset and a paradigm shift in how, how do you address it? How do you think about women's sports? Um, I think it's more of a, a state of mind. Like, really, it's important and you need to treat it as important. And I don't know if there need, I mean, I'm sure there are, are, are policies and boards that are in place, but I, I think it, then there really needs to be a genuine focus on making sure that these, uh, these amateur athletes, um, women, women athletes, amateur athletes need to be treated equally as the, the men amateur athletes. And it's, it's really caring about, I mean, I'll, I'll put it like this. Anybody who, was overseeing that weight room being being configured, being put together. And at the end of it, they stepped back and looked at that weight room and said, you know what? That's a really nice facility. That's a really nice weight room. I don't even have to see the men's weight room to know that that was not even a good weight room. That wasn't even a good foundation for anybody to work out in. So you, to me, you have to even care about athletes as a whole just to say that, hey, this isn't right. This isn't appropriate. I mean, just anytime something's not right, you have to address it. And I'm not saying that the people don't care about the athletes because I know that's not true. But you, you have to have a genuine passion for caring about these particular women and these athletes and about making them equal. So to me, I don't know. I don't have an answer to how you fix it, but it has to start at the, at the, at the grassroots level of, OK, let's make sure these, you know, these these athletic directors I'm sure they care about these women. And, and to be honest with you, representation really, really matters. Like the only way for things to really change is to have the women represented because the only way that most people can really see true change is if people are there advocating for them, which are the young women should be there. Because a lot of times what happens, you have men that advocate what they want on behalf of the women. 
I mean, I don't think that that's exactly right or fair, but I think that should be equal women on par with fighting with the same results that they want. I think that that's a start at minimum. How the people that that is affecting actually speak out and be represented, be at the table to speak about this. That that is that's at the basic rudimentary level. So so uh, I'm I'm looking at a a quote uh, from a civil rights attorney named Nancy Hogshead Macar or Maker, but uh, I'm not really exactly sure how to pronounce it. She said, if men's teams are getting access to this type of weight room, so should the women's team. Um, and um, they're supposed to be spending equal amounts of money and equal effort on the women's team. Uh, now, what I did read in, in, in this um, art, article is that Title, title Nine does not cover uh, the NCAA, but uh, she's saying basically it's pretty simple. You know, anything that the men have, the women should have, that makes it equal, right? Uh, and, and she said because Title IX protects you from sex-based discrimination, for treating the male athletes and the females the same way, so something that uh, that should be addressed, and it seems that they have legal protection. But now we need, you know, they say, you know, when you talk about love, right? They say love is a verb. So you know, to 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 care about it doesn't mean you just express your feelings. It means actually making an actionable thing to actual to do something about it in a in a in a way, you know. Understood and seen, so I th- I think I, th- I think it'll be addressed now because it, it you know it kind of blew up in their face, but you know sort of moving not not going on to the new topic but but sort of thinking about it, you know you you mentioned to me that the facilities for the the WNBA bubble were not the same as the, the men's facilities. Now that's obviously revenue driven, right? Um, but at the same time, you know the NBA owns the WNBA basically. So uh, I it is revenue driven and I and I suppose that the way the bubble works, maybe the teams have to pay a certain amount of money. I, I don't know how that works. But at the same it's amazing to me that the the these women still, you know, you make it to the you still get treated that way. Right? It's just amazing to me that that can happen. I mean I, I don't even understand it. Um, you know, and it, to, to sort of piggyback on that, you know, if you, you saw, we saw the comments from from Draymond uh, talking about women should. Uh, what, what did he say? He said, "Let me get it right." He said, "Hold on one second. He said, "I'm tired of seeing them complain about the lack of pay because they're doing themselves a disservice by just complaining." Now, this this is what's interesting about this is that, you know. Um, I mean, I think everybody wants action, right? We want action. Um, I don't know what he was trying to say, and I, I'm not touching what he said. What I'm to you is that, you know, uh, they, they speak out a lot. You know, one of the one of the things I would tell you is to support them more. And I think, you know, um, obviously the WNBA um, is not going to have equal pay to the men. It's not not going to happen. So. Uh, because that's revenue driven, but I think in general he's talking about overall women's sports. You know, you saw uh, I think Michelle Raponi, is that how you say her name? She was talking about women's soccer. So I think this argument, women's soccer, U.S. Olympic soccer, is a or uh, just the national team than the WNBA because that's a whole different ball game. 
But what I what I find interesting about it is that the women are way better than the men, right? It's it's, it's not even close. Uh, but obviously they generate different revenue. But to me, it's the same thing, right? It's the same thing where it's the U.S. national team. So you know, to me, the 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 pool should be, uh, you know, I don't know about equal uh, all around the board. I don't know how they do that. I don't know if if one player can make more money. But the truth the truth of it is is the, 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 it's too much. It's too. It's too different. The women make way less than the men, and they always win. The men didn't even make the Olympics, right? And the women are winning Olympics here and there. The men didn't even make the Olympics. Um, I think this is the third Olympics in a row. And um, so, I'll pose a question to you. Uh, what sort of what Draymond was talking about? What, what can the women do? Well, first thing they need to do is continue to speak up about it, period. Because if you don't speak up for yourself, then who will? Point blank. So I, I'm, I'm all in for speaking up for yourself. I don't think, I think they should be even more vocal. Because if you silence yourselves, no one else will speak up on your behalf. So continue to be an advocate for yourself, no matter what happens, no matter what anyone says. Because that old saying, the squeaky, wheels, the, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. That's true. Keep speaking about it. And I do agree with you in regards to men do need to, to support the women in their cause. Because, again, they've been speaking on this for years. This isn't new. The only thing that's new is that they're getting more people involved or people are becoming more involved and more knowledgeable about their plight and their situation. So it's not to me, it's not even a, a, a man or a woman's rights regarding to equal pay. It's just a human right. It's just what. What what should be done now? The, the, what what what's interesting about all this is that the revenue sharing. You know, we keep hearing about this revenue sharing and how they're being paid and so forth, and that that is a that is a hurdle. There's no doubt about it, and we understand economics in this country. You know, the more money you make, the more money you spend, the more money that disseminates. And we we all know that the, the WNBA does not generate as much money as the NBA. We get that and understand that. So one thing that we need to do is that how do we market the women's game to make it more appealing to the regular fan? Because the purists love it. I love the WNBA because it's basketball at its purest form. Shooting, dribbling, shooting, shooting, passing, dribbling. It's all the same. It's, all, it's beautiful. But th to the casual fan, that may not be as appealing or some people may not deem it as entertaining. So the question is, how do you pull in that stream of people to actually watch basketball? you know, the WNBA. That's the question. Um, I don't necessarily have an answer. I have some suggestions um, that the WNBA, they can partner with double headers, um, you know, have a have an NBA game, WNBA game, followed by an NBA game. Um, there are multiple things that they can do in that regard, but I don't have all the answers. That's just a suggestion. So for me, I think the more people that, that know about this situation, who actually care about the situation, speak up on it. You know, the more times you speak up on it and support, actually go to a WNBA game, go to a soccer game, support it, you know, because that's how, you, for one, you raise the revenue, how many people are supporting it, and then speak up on it. Because, again, at the end of the day, we all know this is an economy-driven society, and at the end of the day, that's going to drive it. It's just green economic dollars, period. So cool. market it. How do we market this game for women, the WNBA, for women's soccer? That should be on par for more men. To, for me, well, for, to, to the masses. 
so so I, I, there's two things. So you talked about two different things. You talked about the um, the U.S. women's team, and then you talked about the WNBA. Uh, so a couple of things. So so back to the U.S. women's national team. I think that uh, because it's a U.S. Olympic team, it, it's very simple. It, it, it appears to me that besides talking, the men are, are, are as supportive as they could be because the truth of it is, is they could just not play, right? If there's nobody to play, there's nobody to pay. And then that sends a message, you know, maybe sit out a game. You know, we have these international friendlies. We're not, we're not playing. If you don't address it right away, we're not, we're not playing. It's very simple. Um, and, and, and why that for me, it means something because that, 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 that's a sacrifice on both sides, the men and the women are making. Because the truth of it is, is you weren't paying me what I think I deserve. I'm not paying. You know, just bottom line, I'm not paying. Especially because most of these women play sports other places. It's not like they don't play on a professional league anywhere. It's not like the national teams don't know where they play, right? So just don't, don't, don't show up. Can they get other people? Yeah, but you think how many games you think we're going to lose before they're like, okay, wait, we got to do something. Uh, and then the men, what? You know, I don't know about, you know, maybe the men don't think they should get equal pay. I think they probably, some of them probably, you know, do or you know, whatever. But, you know, uh, maybe the men say, you know what, we're not playing either. Until you address it in a way that makes it better, right, then we're not, we're not playing. And, and so I think that's another option. I like your idea about the um, the WNBA the WNBA NBA, uh, marketing better. I think that's important. You know, one of my suggestions is that they should give the women NCAA team, NCAA women's up. They need their own channel, right? Or 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 you know, maybe they need a Wednesday night spot. Like they may have some of this that we don't. I don't know because I don't watch it as much. But what I can tell you is. I know about the SEC teams, the women's teams, because it's a network. I know about ACC teams because we see the ACC network. I know about Maryland because I live in Maryland. I live in the Northern Virginia area, right? Uh, I don't see many UConn games on national TV. I'm sure there are. Uh, I don't see them. Now, why I don't see them most of the time because they're not marketed as much. I mean, they got better, obviously, right? Uh, but I also think some men and women doubleheaders too, you know, um, th- that would be great. I-, I would love to see like the, the Maui Invitational uh, feature men and women, you know, uh, that that would be great. And and why this is important, if you start watching women's basketball and follow the college players, then you're more likely to follow the pro players. That makes sense? Um, because that, that's how it works. So that would, that, that would be something. And then, and then the other thing is, is with the NBA, I, I think the players are speaking out and talking. Um, you know, it, that's a bigger issue because uh, they, 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 there's no equal pay there, obviously, but they should get paid more. And that's a bigger issue that, you know, we definitely need to address their revenue. You know, I'll say this too, is the women need to support the women more. Uh, the men need to support the women more too. Uh, I had a lady call me a misogynist because I said Sue Bird should not make the same as LeBron James. The budget of Sue Bird's team is probably less than LeBron James make. So LeBron James obviously makes more than her and there's no work that way, right? 
But I asked this lady, I said, well, so how many games have you been to? And she hasn't, but I have, right? So I say this to say that, you know, I'm not saying women don't go. That's not what I'm saying at all. So let's not confuse that. I say this to say that, you know, we all have, we, they have to stick together too and go support the game. You know, if you're barking about equal pay, then you got to put your money where your mouth is and go to the gate. Because I believe it should be equal pay. So I buy, I buy um, tickets, right? I watch the games. I contribute. So, it, you know, there needs to be a concerted effort to, 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 for, for all of us, not just women, obviously, all of us to look into, to, to, to look into ways that we can help. Because, I mean, it's a beautiful game, the WNBA. I mean, I don't agree with any of these lowering the goal issue thing. I don't think you need to make the game more exciting. The game's exciting enough. I think you just need to, to draw a genuine love for basketball. The people who genuinely love basketball put it in their face enough that they're like, oh, let me turn this on, right? And then also at the flips, um, make sure that, you know, they, they have some some ways where they're accessing men and women's sports. I mean, I, I would love for the Washington Mystics, I think they're still the Mystics and the Wizards, to have a double header, and I, I can go to that because I can watch some really pure basketball, and then I can watch some ugly basketball because the Wizards are terrible. But at least it'll be fun, you know. I can take my my and say, "Hey, you guys watch these uh, watch these these women how they pass and cut, and how how well they shoot the ball, and all these other things. Look at the skill level they have." And then you watch the NBA game and say, "Hey, look at how these guys use their athleticism with their skill and all that stuff." So it's it's it's. There, there are ways to help. I mean, nobody has all the answers. Uh, but one of the answers is if you think it's not fair, then take your money and put it there, and then you can help make it better, you know? Um, uh, it, it, what's interesting is basketball scene and soccer are, are the two sports that seem uh, to have the issues because they're – but, I mean, we can look at NCAA women's softball, right? Um it, they, 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 you see games, but they don't get the same publicity that men's baseball does, right? So it, it, it's it's all the way in in sports. Only time where I feel like it's equal are sports where they participate at the same time, like track and field and cross country, right? You see, because in track and field, when you watch the NCAA championships, they're all in the same place, right? All in the same place, all in the same weekend. All now, I'm not suggesting that these sports do this exactly the same, but you don't see this big disparity in, in their facilities or anything like that. There may be some. Don't get it twisted. There may be some. But we don't see, you know, what we're seeing is the records are being broken. Times are being are faster. We we have the deepest women's 400 team, right? And we have it because not only are is it professionally better, the colleges are really good, too. Especially the good colleges, you know, Oregon, you know, they they have the top one of the top programs. The men and women have the same; they use the same thing. They just don't not in the same locker room, but they use all the same stuff. You see, there's no men's track and no women's track. There's one track, you know. You know, may, maybe that's that's a thing. You know, um, maybe they don't need a women's gym and men's gym in places. Maybe everybody plays in the same place. You know, maybe maybe they have one practice facility. You know, um, because not teams in the NCAA. On one floor, on one, on one on one college campus, right? If you're at North Carolina, why can't the men and women practice on the same floor? They don't. You can't only practice so many hours a day, right? You see, so it's possible to get it done. 
these are ways to make it equal. You know, they got rid of the athletic norms, right? So they can make it equal for students, right? So there, there, there are ways to do things. And I think, I think we got to get, you know, we just have to get all on board with it. And, you know, one of the things is people need to put their money where their mouth is instead of just complaining because I'm not agreeing with what Draymond said, but I, I will say to you, there's a lot of people who complain about it as a soundbite and they don't make anything actionable, right? So, uh, so to sort of finish up, uh, give me some last thoughts. Well, at the end of the day, um, you know, injustices have been happening across this country as of recently and it's been happening since the beginning of the time. And two things are, are true. People's mindset towards the injustice or people who have been injustified against mindset has to change. And B, you have to continue to be an advocate for yourself, no matter who's involved or whoever is against you, continue to speak for yourself. So if you have those two things all the time, continue to be an advocate for yourself at, at any cost. And you also need support that you, you won't make it alone. So whoever, whatever group um, feels that they, they feel a certain way, black, white, women, um, Asian, Americans, whatever the case may be, somebody else has to join the plight with you in order to make your voices heard. So it's not just enough to have a group that has a particular issue. They have to be joined by another group and another group to booster, to bolster their point. So if, if more people can get involved and actually care about the stance of, of women athletes, professional or amateurs, or and or amateurs, then that it'll be echoed even more loudly. So get behind the cause, actually care about it, and provide some actionable items towards making positive change. Well, I, I appreciate that. And then I'm just going to leave it with this, that, you know, change is often uncomfortable. And, you know, to transform your body, you have to rip the muscle, right? Um, and so, you know, sometimes you have to do something very disruptive. And, you know, the truth of it is, is if, if people don't play, then, you know, that, that might, that might, that might shake it up a little bit as well. And so, um, if, 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 if the, the way that we're talking about it doesn't fix it, then, you know, the, the lack of participation will definitely fix it. Because what we do know is when the product can't be put out on the floor or out on the field, right, then uh, that creates a, a trickle-down effect or not a trickle-down effect. That creates a whole domino effect. And then people start to sit down and say, oh, man, these people are serious. And you know, sometimes you have to be intentional about it and not just with words, with strong words and strong actions. So um, so we're going to wrap up. Uh, that to Ed Kane Enriquez. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're, headed, we're headed to talk about some even more interesting topics in the next few episodes. So please stay in touch and um, tell us what you think. Have a good one.